The world's becoming more digital day by day. Only people that are out of touch would argue this. Like, how is it not? Remember cashiers, data entry clerks, factory workers, they all used to be the norm. Technological advancements have replaced manual low-skilled labor since the beginning of time. A notable point in history is the Industrial Revolution. The introduction of technology in the form of mechanics to economies increased company productions, efficiency, and profits. And the development of artificial intelligence will only accelerate this change. At this rate, enhanced future AI will replace all non-creative work. It's a logical progression. Consider the perspective of a CEO of a large corporation. Why wouldn't they use technology to their advantage? It doesn't make silly errors, take holidays, turn up late, call in sick, and will work overtime without question. So instead of hiring thousands of people, they can buy the machinery and select a few people and train them in how to operate that machinery. Once the people are skilled enough to use the machinery, then they'll be able to produce similar, if not better outputs than thousands of people. This highlights the issue that if you can be taught a skill, then you can be replaced. So becoming of value is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. And for this reason, it will always feel like you're fighting against the odds. To become a clear thinker, you have to de-socialize your mind. This is what society teaches a herd-like mentality, to not think for yourself, not be authentic. They want you to copy without question or reasoning. And as we all know, scarcity determines value. The more available or accessible something is, the less valuable it is. And when you lack value, you become a commodity. Do you see where I'm going with this? The educational system works hand in hand with the employment system. Don't you see that it's like a mini tutorial to conventional work? Think about how similar school is to employment. School quite literally sets you up for the workplace. You sat at a desk, for hours on end, with a break at midday, working on one task, one objective. The education system is the first step of a two-step process. You're literally being trained to become a cog in the machine when you're older. You're trained to perform one action, or spin, until you can't spin anymore, and then they just replace you and bring in someone else to fill the gap. And you're performing all this work for little money, just enough so that the landlords don't come knocking at your door, or the bailiffs don't come and kick down your door and take things from you. People have become so engrossed in their work that they're distracted and not seeing what's happening around them. But it's understandable when nothing's in your favor. You need to develop a fundamental understanding that value is created, not bestowed. With people losing trust in the banks, governments, and education systems, things have become more decentralized. Let's just look at crypto, for example. People wanted full control over their money, and for good reason, because you work hard for it. You don't want the governments telling you where you can spend it, how much you can spend, and other things like that. And with the decentralization of education, the creator economy has boomed. The power shifted back to the people because it's its own entity. It's completely separate from conventional education. With people losing trust in the education system, it's created a vacuum effect. It's drawing in people to fill that void, aka the demand, especially in addition to the internet, and specifically for those who haven't been educated the conventional way. This is one of the major flaws of the system's teaching methods. Subjects are only ever taught individually, but reality is not compartmentalized. Reality is interconnected. The human mind creates connections between ideas, knowledge, and experiences to draw conclusions. Self-education is your escape. To contribute value, you must be of it. That's the only way to make money outside of the old economy. The new economy requires innovation. Opportunities must be created. We're venturing into territories that we haven't been in before. Only a few select creators who have found success with these methods have stepped foot there. So as knowledge of the space develops, so will our understanding and its normalization. And by no means is it mainstream, but it's heading that way. The amount of raw power that this economy holds, the opportunities that are available now, were never, they didn't exist before. So you could learn some information from a complete different person, and that could alter your behavior. 
if someone had a mass amount of followers, like you see quite a few people, they can quite literally change the perspective of like nations and masses of people. Isn't that crazy to you? The amount of influence that people have, the sheer power in that, and that's the beauty of the new economy. To stay in it, you have to stay up to date. The education is continually evolving. Unlike the old education system, where things are just stagnant and out of date and stale, that doesn't happen over here. This is the business of self-improvement. This is the art of the valuepreneur. Valuepreneur is just a play on value creator and entrepreneur. Most people recognize this as a one-person business model because it commonly is. So to get you up to scratch if you don't know what one-person business is, it's typically someone who works alone, someone that's a one-man band. So they usually operate as a personal brand under their own name instead of a business brand. And instead of developing a traditional marketing customer avatar sheet, they become their customer avatar. The old version of themselves is who they're marketing to, typically. So what is a valuepreneur? A valuepreneur is someone who earns with their mind by distilling complex ideas into simple digestible knowledge to educate their audience. This can also be in the form of products or services. They use social media to distribute their knowledge through content in the format of text, audio and video media. And they pursue only their own curiosities and interests through research and experimentation. They are single-handedly responsible for the development of this new economy. They are leaders of this space. Valuepreneurs are modern knowledge athletes. So, as a comparison, let's use a basketball player for example. They learn new dribbling moves from coaches and other players. They get better at performing the moves through repetition. And they mix various dribbles to create new combinations according to their style of play. Value creators are the same. They seek new ideas from various sources. They dissect ideas to gain a better understanding of them. And they mix various ideas to create new ideas according to their interests. You see the correlation between the two, right? Over time, they attract an audience of like-minded people who enjoy what they speak about. This is the massive benefit because they get paid for what they do and they're improving humanity. It's like a win-win. And this is a major point. People seek novelty. But we've already established that no idea itself is original. It just appears that way because it's an individual's unique perspective. I touched on this in an old video of mine. I think it's called Emulate Your Way to Success. So check that video out after this. New ideas are a mixture of various dribble moves with personal flair. This is what piques people's interest. Do not confuse this with changing your ideology. This is a common trap our witness creators fall into. And I know because I fell into this trap once. We think people need new. They don't. They think they need it, but they don't. They need the same idea, but from a different angle. Are you forgetting that humans are hard of hearing and very forgetful? How many times have you been told something just for you to go and forget completely like 10 minutes after? Exactly. That's why you need to remind people. So when you take into consideration that of the people that heard, only a small amount of them will actually process the information and knowledge provided. Keep reminding people for that reason exactly. And we also actually hate new. Think about a time when your favorite artist decided to switch genres and try something new and you hated it. Why? Because it sounded too different from what you're used to hearing. You normally associate a person with a certain kind of topic or idea. You would stop listening to them entirely if they stopped creating their old style. I mean, if they completely got rid of it and said, cool, I'm Drake and I'm going to go into rock and roll. He would lose a lot of followers. The same applies to creators. The audience becomes accustomed to your style over time. They want to hear the same things over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. This is why creativity is key. You need to be able to mix various ideas 
so that you can create your unique perspective on topics. The more interesting the idea, the more engaged they'll be, meaning that they'll take more of an interest to what you have to say or say. So this is the valuepreneur path. Learn to sell, learn to build. If you can do both, you will be unstoppable. To become a valuepreneur, your life's work must become your obsession. You must be able to find ideas, distill them, test them, and then distribute your findings out to other people for the sake of humanity in your chosen realm. When I say chosen realm, it's specific to you. So if you like fitness, then research everything to do with fitness. Research the pros, the cons, and everything else in between on particular topics involving fitness. And whether you know it or not, everybody is self-improving. This is why self-improvement is the foundation of everything. You are educating yourself. You are trying to improve the knowledge of yourself. You're trying to improve your education. You are learning knowledge that can be passed down to others. You are literally monetizing your mind's creative ability. But to succeed, you must become a sense maker. Your job is to make the unclear clear. The internet's provided us with more than enough information at our fingertips. So much that it creates overwhelm and anxiety. But to make sense of what doesn't, you must understand yourself and the world around you. You'll gain clarity by performing specific intentional actions. And then you'll relay the information onto people who want similar outcomes. The value of your distributed ideas will be validated by the market. But first you need to get eyes on your ideas. This is where social media comes into play. If you post content and it gets a lot of engagement, then your idea has been validated and you can use it as a basis for future content by delving deeper into a particular topic. But if it doesn't get a lot of engagement, then it's likely because your idea hasn't been perceived as valuable. Perception is down to marketing, sales and psychology. Study these three. You have to promote in a way that resonates with your target audience. So if you're speaking to 20 year old guys, that's going to be a completely different language to speaking with 55 year old women. This is why it's important to understand who you're talking to so that you can get the message across concisely and clearly. This is also why you need to synthesize your unique perspective. Value creators are like independent interest scientists. They're problem solvers. Their job is to equip people with as much clarity as possible through actionable advice and frameworks. They're passing down their unique specific knowledge to help others navigate life easier. This is the complete opposite to what society teaches you. They teach you reliance. And this is why you need a creative process that helps you convert others' ideas into your own. Your perspective is your niche. People who share common goals will follow as a result. So this leads to building an audience. The process of generating income is simple. Get an offer in place. Garner attention. Get that traffic, which is the attention, and direct it towards your offer. This is just something you need to learn. If you're not going to do that, you're not going to make income. Simple as that. And the way that most people do this is through the use of something we call top of funnel social media accounts. This is like Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or X. This is because most people are already on social media. So you're just going where the attention already is. And don't get me wrong, audience growth can be slow, tedious, and damn right just demoralizing. But it's the only way you're going to gain back autonomy from less leverage activities such as cold outreach or paid ads. So how do you start? First, begin with writing. Writing is a cornerstone of communication. It plays an important role in how we exchange ideas and information. Writing forces you to bridge gaps in your thinking by communicating in a clear, concise, and logical manner. Think of it as organizing your thoughts. Everything begins with writing. Speaking, texting, emails, tweets, threads, blogs, newsletters, YouTube videos, advertisements, or anything else for that matter that requires some sort of preparation or planning. Writing improves them all. Next, you need to create a weekly newsletter. This is how you create authenticity and depths around your chosen topics. Just focus on getting ideas out of your head 
onto a page and then organizing them. Choose one day that you're gonna be able to post consistently. I use Saturdays. You can also then repurpose this newsletter into a blog post or a YouTube script. That's what I'm doing right now. Don't worry about the followers for now. You'll improve and they will come. Next, condense the newsletter into threads and tweets. My creator journey started with mostly videos, so I was on Instagram and TikTok posting. But I heard a lot of people barking on about X and I didn't understand it. But now I do. And that all changed when I started writing. I'm telling you, these platforms are underrated. The benefits are, it's a text-based platform, meaning you don't need to show off your lifestyle or body. Neither do you need any fancy graphic or video editing skills. Reposting, formerly known as retweeting, is much lower friction than other platforms. It's literally a two-button click process. This is how you'll get your content in front of more eyes. More eyes equals more potential followers. You can validate your ideas before delving into them further by posting as much as you'd like. Other platforms tend to punish over posting. A high-performing tweet can be repurposed as images on other platforms, such as Instagram, since the idea has already been validated. And it has a lot more of a community feel to it. You can connect with like-minded people by simply observing what they talk about. Like what they say? Shoot them a follow. With that in mind, here's how you can get started on X or Threads. Make your account appealing to others by using a good display picture and banner. Add your vision or unique interests as your bio tagline so people know what you're about. Practice by posting one to three times daily. Post beginner-friendly educational content, aka actionable advice. Keep in mind that a large amount of the market are beginners, so avoid any complex jargon. Post about your personal experiences or stories relative to your interests. Leverage other people's audiences by networking as much as possible. Replies and DMs are your best friend. This is the foundation of growth on these platforms, and it's not going to happen overnight, but with persistence and dedication, you will get there. 2. Observe everything. Be mindful of everything you see. You need to adopt the mindset of a creator instead of a consumer. With everything you see on your feed, analyze why did it perform so well? How did it catch my attention? You should always be observing. Intention in the form of engagement is your focus, but to garner it, you must learn how to capture it. And we do this by using a basic storytelling framework. So every story insinuates a problem. Well, every good story that is. So once you've highlighted the problem at the start, there's a various amount of techniques and methods you can use. Metrics, use statistics or specific numbers, comparisons, highlight similarities or differences, negativity bias, the brain pays closer attention to bad than good. You can also manipulate your writing structure by using lists, bullet points, sentence spacing, line breaks, and varying sentence lengths. These are pattern interrupts that aim to stop people scrolling by capturing their attention. Three, speak to your past self. The best person to help is the person you previously were. Why? Well, simply put, because you had a problem and you overcame it. And if you haven't done yet, then you're in the pursuit of doing so. Remember, you're a researcher. Remember, you are the niche. You are the product. You are your brand. It's called a personal brand for a reason. Your knowledge will resonate with like-minded people who are dealing with similar struggles. So instead of withholding your thoughts, communicate them to the world. Think of your social media as a public journal. Focus on the past, present, and future. So for the past, you want to provide any actionable advice on how you overcame adversity to your old self. For the present, you want to provide any actionable advice on how you are working to overcome any current adversity. For the future, you want to provide words of wisdom in the form of motivation to help your future self succeed. When in doubt, resort to these foundational principles. 4. Rebrand your solution into an offer. Like I mentioned before, your value is derived from your ability to help others. With each problem that you overcome, you will develop specific knowledge. This is your personalized process. It brings to light the importance of creating goals in the form of personal projects. Because if you have no goal, then you have nothing to work towards. Once you have your process, it can be refined to optimize your results. This is the basis of your product or service. Here's the journey. First, you had a problem. 
Then you developed a process to overcome it. Then you overcame it. Then somebody saw you and wants your results. Then finally you teach them how you did it so they can get similar results. Productize your experience, knowledge and skills. Do what you have done for yourself for others. If you lost 50 pounds of fat, show them how you did it. If you used to be lazy as fuck and now you're a productivity machine, show them how you did it. Do you get the main essence of all of this? So to quickly go back to point two, if you remember what it is, is observe everything. So check how other creators are positioned in their offers and themselves. What wording do they use? What's their offer? How much are they pricing their offer? And if you want to go a step further, then you can actually purchase their product and do some reverse engineering. Well, all market research, that is. And I'm not telling you to copy. So don't fucking say that. I'm not telling you to copy. I'm telling you to study them. This is how to become part of the new digital society. Take advantage of the present opportunity. If you enjoyed the video, like it, subscribe, comment, share it to friends, follow me on social media, Instagram, X, LinkedIn. I recently released a production planner 2.0, which is a productivity planner. And if you're interested, you can find that in the description. So that covers more the productivity side, so mind, body, etc. If you're looking to improve and start your own one-person business and become a value creator, then you can find a link to my one-to-one -one brand consultant in the description also. Subscribe to my weekly newsletter as well. You can also find the audio version to these videos on Spotify if you prefer like driving or doing other things whilst you're listening to this. And that's everything. I'll see you next time.